are listening to Bicycle Retail Radio, brought to you by the National Bicycle Dealers Association. Before we begin with the podcast, the NBA would like to offer a sincere note of thanks to association member Bike Flights for their continued support of the NBA and retailers at large. Bikeflights.com is a bicycle shipping service and a supplier of bike shipping boxes offering low costs, excellent service, and on-time delivery. Since 2009, Bike Flights has made it easy for more than a million people, including individuals, bike shops, events, and cycling industry businesses, to ship bikes, wheels, and gear with confidence. They've been working to get more people on bikes, plus have been advocating for safer roads and more and better trails to ride, race, and explore. Bike Flights is a company that's committed to sustainability. Learn more at bikeflights.com. Welcome to another episode of Bicycle Retail Radio, produced by the National Bicycle Dealers Association. This is MBDA President Heather Mason. Specialty bicycle retailers are the heart of the cycling industry. And since 1946, the NBDA has existed to strengthen these businesses through education, research, communication, and advocacy. When we create thriving bicycle retailers, the industry and the cycling community follows. Our focus is on creating activities and programming to enhance your business, adding to your long-term profitability and success. Today's guests are Eduardo Silva and Charlotte Herzenberg, co-owners of Carbon Bike Specialists, a top-of-the-line facility in Essex, New York, specializing in carbon bike repair, customization, and paint restoration. The -the state-of-the-art facility opened in July 2022. Eduardo was formerly the head technician at Carbon Bike Repair in the UK, the leading carbon repair company in Europe. Carbon Bike Specialist has repaired over 10,000 bikes and never had one come back. With a passion for sustainability and cycling, both Charlotte and Eduardo are partnering with bicycle retailers across the US to spread the word on how carbon can be safely repaired. Never had anyone on the podcast yet diving into carbon and the realm thereof, so I'm so excited to get into this. I'm so excited to learn more on carbon and to educate our listeners. Looking forward to diving in deep. So without further ado, welcome Eduardo and Charlotte to Bicycle Retail Radio. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for the intro. That was lovely. <laughs> it's like a mouthful, but I have to tell you, you know, I was first introduced to both of you from Phil Cohen. He is MBDA board treasurer. And he said, you have to meet these people. This is amazing what they're doing. And then as I've gotten to know you, I'm, you know, Landry's is working with you, several top bicycle retailers. So Really excited to dive into this. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, we've been lucky already to kind of get our hands in and make some really good partnerships already, even though we just opened. So we're very grateful for that. The listeners know that everyone who comes on the podcast, I do a little deep dive trying to figure out like, you know, who our guests are and learn more about the company. And first off, you're right in Essex, New York, and I'm a New Yorker as well. So we're like, what, like an hour and a half away, I think we established, right? Yeah, very close, which is (laughs) it. But the background is pretty intense. You're both athletes and you've had extensive training. And, you know, myself, I've been in the industry for a long time. I've only been familiar with one or two carbon repair companies. And, you know, a former retailer myself, we never really used the carbon repair companies. It was something that we knew existed. It was not a resource that we used often. And now in the changing times, the climate and just, you know, lack of inventory, I think carbon repair is something that our listeners really need to get more educated on. So I want to dive into everything. But before we do that, 
a dive into this, who you guys are, because I want to get our listeners really acquainted and, you know, comfortable. So Eduardo, you're Brazilian born, a soccer player and triathlete. How'd you get into the cycling industry and your passion for sport? Yes, I've been, uh, hello everyone, before I start to tell about myself, I've been involved with sports all my life. After a couple of years, I stopped football. I started swimming and running and and then started doing some triathlons and fell in love with bikes. After a couple of years in cycling, my passion for bikes went beyond and I figured out like my biking uh, broke and I need to fix my bike. At the time, people don't talk much about carbon bike repair. It was something like people think that's not possible. So I decided to investigate by myself and I figured out it was possible to fix. And then I, as a very curious person I am, I'm starting digging deep in this system of fixing bikes. And I decided to fix my bike. And yes, so that's how... I started this business of carbon repair and that's how everything started. It's weird how things just roll forward. You know, you don't know where you're headed, but you get there. You know, I remember several like road cyclists coming in and, you know, they had their bike on top of the car and drove into the garage and the frame was damaged and broken half. And you're talking about like a $5,000, $6,000 bike. And it's like, what do I do with this bicycle? And now that we know that there is Back then, you know, we worried about repairing carbon bikes because we didn't know if they were going to be strong and they were going to be safe to ride because it wasn't a material we were comfortable with. But I'm really excited to learn from you today about the strength and resiliency of the repair of carbon. Yeah, and sometimes it's not even about the price of the bike. Sometimes the same, this bike, even if it's not very expensive, but the guy rode the, the, a little road in France with the bike or the bike was owned by his dad. Sometimes it's a sentimental feeling of the frame and that's don't compare about You can buy any bike these days. You can, can financially any bike. So it's more about like fix something very important to you. It can be all because it's expensive or just because you love what you have and, and it's very affordable as well and safe. So I need to know like how you two met, but I mean, Charlotte, you have an interesting background. You have a musical background. You're born in Pennsylvania. And from what I learned, you know, you attended the University of Wisconsin, but you were a touring musician for a while. Then you got into triathlon. So is that how you two met or? No, that would be nice. But no, we, we just met the normal way. Kind of, We met in at a bar in Richmond in London. Yeah. So a typical way. But no, yeah, I studied psychology actually at uh, Wisconsin medicine. I played in you know, a classical piano growing up. So I kind of realized after I finished university, I wanted to be a musician. So I started touring and recording. And then I actually moved to London to become a music producer. I went back to school and then started working in studios. So my involvement in the repair business is a lot more recent than Andrew. He's been doing this for a long time. But yeah, we definitely bonded over our shared passion for triathlons. I've been a runner my whole life and I did a couple marathons before we met and then um, I'd always cycled but not sort of the extreme distances and then when we met I got more and more into it he said why don't you do an Ironman and I was like no way <laughs> that sounds insane <laughs> but yeah it, it's such a fun thing to do to challenge yourself and a great way to stay in shape especially when you know you, we get busy and you're working and it's just a great thing a great goal to have so yeah I fell in love with triathlon as well and we've been doing them since. Yeah. 
It's so cool to meet someone who has like passions. And Essex, New York, I mean, that's up near the Lake Placid Ironman, right? So do you ride some of the course sometimes? Are you guys able to get out? And No, we haven't done yet the Lake Placid Ironman. We've been kind of very focused in the business now and making this work. We've been doing bike rides for sure. We're going around the sex and Elizabeth Town, little place around. Yeah. But yeah, we haven't been properly training like to dig in another Ironman. I think it's... Next year. I think that's yeah. the goal. Next, We did actually go to the Ironman this year. We set up a booth to sort of chat with the cyclists and riders and tell them, you know, this exists. Because it's kind of amazing. Even a lot of bike mechanics don't know. A lot of bike mechanics don't know that you can repair carbon and that it is just as safe. So we were there kind of chatting with people, handing out cards and many people. But yeah, next year, I think that's the plan. Yeah, well, it was kind of fun uh, see people suffering in you kind of yeah, eating ice cream having coffee i don't regret that no. maybe next year yeah not this <laughs> yeah, i'm interested though i you know charlotte what you're saying there is that you're educating the bicycle mechanics but also just people that you met that is the norm right people don't know that you can repair carbon like it's not something yeah that yeah even mechanics who are like we met a couple of really incredible mechanics in lake plastic they've been doing you know their work for 35 plus years and they know everything about bikes, but they're still hesitant to repair because they think it won't be as strong or they're not sure which kind of cracks can be repaired. So we were chatting with them. They were kind of sharing their experience with us, which is great because we're not mechanics. It's a whole other field. It's a complicated field that we're not really into yet. And uh, we were kind of educating them on what we do. And it was great. It was a good way yeah. to meet. Yeah. We can all help each other. So I guess I want to just before we move on and talk about what you're doing at Carbon Bike Specialist is just talk about the background, the education. You know, Edward, you touched upon like your personal bike broke and then you went down this path. And I know that you were the head technician at Carbon Bike Repair in the UK. How do you get training on this? Like what was your path there? Yeah, basically um, I decided to to understand why people are scared about the carbon repair and why this, this myth of like carbon repair so i started to google and i found this guy in california greg kauf who done this over 15 years and then i contacted him and he was very approachable and he told me yeah you can come to us and um, i'll show you and i train you how to do because i want to see how people does and then at the same time uh, we went to carbon bike repair in in london so I was like, look around to see how they do it and how we work. So did this both training and and get the knowledge. And yeah, it was great to see people doing a different way, but they end is all the same way because the material is incredible. Carbon is incredible material. So it was a great to see Kauf, how he does. It was great to see people doing around and Basically, that's how I started my training. I was like offering people to teach me. I want to see before I decided the best way of doing my own research and, and figure out the best way and safer way to do for everyone. I'm imagining that it, it's like being an artist, right? You're working with your hands and you know, you've taken your training over the years and you're just continuing probably to just grow in your art form because it is something that is a really skilled trade, I would imagine. Yeah, I think the painting side is a very artistic side. I'm very proud of having this. 
hand job and then doing the arting part, but the carbon is very engineering part because mm -hmm. you really need to think about the part of the bike's broken, the orientation of the fiber, how the power, the cycle is going to put the power. So it's became like every bike you fix is a different scenario. It's a lot of thinking. It sounds like easy how I soap around the people do, but in reality, it's, you need to think a lot before repair a bike because there's a lot of power, torque, and movement, the carbon, the flexibility of the carbon. So yes, it is lots of thinking to fix and the artistic side is on painting. I can't even imagine. So how did the two of you decide, let's open our own facility? How did that come about? Uh, that's um, starting London. I was like, the, um, I was working for carbon bike repair in London. And we have like, I was the head of technician, but we are doing probably 25 bikes per day. So I was like so busy and they have like waiting time for we have over the weekend 400 bikes waiting to be fixed. So I decided on my house doing some work as well to help friends and help people. And then I was starting getting really busy. And then in London, we decided to, to open a, a facility to say, okay, let's take that time. I work for carbon bike repair. Let's some start something for us. And so I can implement what I believe is the right thing to do. We are very in the sustainability. So we think about the resin who is not like that bad for locally sourced resin. And yeah, it's not bad for the environment. Not bad yeah. for the environment. So we're trying to look in not only for a business money orientation side, we try to think about sustainability and make that approachable and to everyone. We kind of had the idea in the back of our minds for a long time, even longer than that. We talked about it, you know, before we went to Calfee and before it was a plan. But Eddie first wanted, when he gets into a topic, he goes deep. So he wanted to learn as much as he could before he opened his own thing, partly. So he wanted to get this job at Carbon Bike Repair and he quickly became head technician. And it was a pretty smooth process. And then he figured out, like he said, they had very long kind of turnaround times, even you know, 14 weeks, nine weeks yeah. sometimes. And so he developed a process there to repair with the same quality and safety, but a lot faster. He figured out a way to do it a lot faster. And so we wanted to take that, his process and create our own company. So yeah. It's fantastic. And I'm so excited that you're on our podcast because we get to, you know, share the joy. I mean, you just opened the building in July 2022. And, you know, I just want to bring exposure to what you're doing. Several of our board members, several, like I said, top retailers are already working with you. So let's dive into the company. The website is carbonbikespecialist.com. Listeners, take a pause, go over to the website, check it out. Let's talk about the building in Essex. Like, how big is it? Is it open to consumers and retailers, or is it just strictly like a warehouse work facility? Can you talk a little bit about the building? Yeah. So, it's actually in the name of sustainability. We took an old barn. So, it's a standing structure and we renovated it and insulated it. And then now that is our shop. It's a very good size at the moment. It's fully operational and has been since the end of July. We've used a lot of like recycled parts from the building originally so that we could keep as much as, as we possibly could. But yeah, it's open to customers. It's open to, we've had a lot of people, local people from New York, or we're actually three minutes from the ferry to Vermont. So people take the ferry over with their bikes, which is fun. 
And so we've had locals come into the shop. It's been, it was a labor of love and a lot of hard work because <laughs> we did the, the conversion ourselves. I love that area. I've ridden the, like there's the loop, you know, you can go from New York state to Vermont and take the ferry. So I'm yeah. imagining if you're right there, I'm sure you get cyclists stopping all the time and they're probably so excited to see something, you know, like they're like, what is this? I bet. Right. Yeah. Anything in this. No, it's a very small town. It is. <laughs> so even like the locals were excited to have a new business because there really is, there's like one bar and one cafe and just about one of everything. So they've been very welcoming to us. Yeah. I think it's the way we did, we're expecting some people to come in so they can see uh, how we treat their bikes. Uh, even bike companies, we they can see how the process are done. We're very open to show. It's not much to see on the carbon repair, but in the painting. So how the, the bike companies want to see how we do it. They're very welcome to come in and have a look before closing the deal. We open for people to come in. Yeah. One of our first conversations that you and I had on the phone when we were getting to know each other is the way I think about it is there hasn't been a ton of education about carbon fiber in general, about carbon repair, about painting of frames. We used to have people come in all the time asking to have their frame stripped and repainted, and there wasn't many options. So I think people are really interested in this whole section. So to dive into that, because I know you don't just offer carbon repair, you also do the painting, the customation. Can you walk us through just kind of what your services look like, just an outline of what you offer? So we offer repair, carbon repair, obviously, and we do health checks as well. So if you kind of have a crash and or you see a mark and you're not sure if it's broken, you can send your frame in just to be inspected. And we do a full report so you know that your bike is safe or if it needs a repair, we let you know. We also offer paint restoration. So when we do repair, obviously, then there's carbon at the end of the process. So we offer restoration so that we'll paint that area again so the bike looks new when you take it home. We also do full respray if it's just, you know, like Eddie was talking about, if, if you love your bike and it's a sentimental thing, but it's scratched up, we can do a full respray so it looks new. And then we also offer custom painting. Sometimes people want a specific color or they want a special design for some, you know, for a birthday or for for next race. And then we'll do a special custom uh, paint. Well, that inspection part that you touched on there, like, so if you have a crash or you want it like that, I can see huge value in that because it's always like you're nervous, you know, you crash your bike, you don't visually see anything, but it's so hard to tell like to someone who's not trained. So is that something that's a pretty popular service that you offer? That's very important because carbon is sometimes difficult to find when it's broken. If someone has like a good expertise, they can figure out very quickly. If you crash your bike, I think it's you need to think about sending someone who can do a full inspection. I think it's very important that because it's your, it's your life in, in the end, like you're riding your bike 30 miles and going downhill. So... I think that's um, a very important thing to do. Yeah, the general rule is if you see a crack in the paint, 99% of the time, the, the carbon is also cracked. You know, that's not obviously 1% of the time. It's not then. But like I do said, it's a great idea if you have any kind of crash or if you even drop your bike, you know, in a it sort of drops in a hard way, then you should get it checked. We actually had a guy come by the shop like three weeks ago. Yeah. He had a mountain bike, a carbon mountain bike, and he had been riding on it for two years since he had an accident. You saw the bike, right? Yeah, I saw the bike, and the bike has, like, two cracks. He's been riding this bike with two cracks for, like, two years, and 
as I say, carbon is, is an incredible material. Even crack is too old, but this guy was risking his life. And he said he was the luckiest man ever because he didn't know it was fine, which is good. Now he knows and he can have it repaired. But yeah, it was very dangerous to ride for two years. Yes. Yeah, because those cracks can become quickly just, they can just fail, correct? You can just be riding along and then all of a sudden high speed down, it doesn't matter. It just could all of a sudden fail. That's what happens, right? Yeah, exactly what's happened. Yeah, because it, sometimes they crack small and can create a delamination. So yeah, and can't fail any time. Yeah, definitely. So we've been talking a lot about carbon, but do you work with alloy or steel or tie as well? Or is it strictly carbon? Yeah, the moment we just work with carbon, we've been thinking about uh, work with steel at some point, but we are very specialized in carbon. So I think it's very good to to keep the, the expertise in, in carbon and we can help other people with these bikes. So at the moment, we're just doing carbon. That makes sense. Yeah. And what about brands of bikes? So for retailers listening that might you know, want to work with you or send bikes to you? Does it have to be specific styles of bikes or brands? Like are e-bikes okay? I mean, this is a pretty wide, anything that's carbon, like is there? Yeah, we can fix anything made from carbon, like bikes. And we're here to to help bike companies as well. We open because basically we see where the bikes break. We see the problems. So probably like when the company build a bike, they design a bike, they build a bike. So we're here to help as well that engineering of a bike company who build that bike. And we take like, you have examples of some bikes who break in the same point and the same company. So we're here to help them as well. As someone who repairs, say, listen, that's been happening to your bike. So maybe you guys should change the designer. So just help the customers for them as well. We don't fight and we don't have any problem with any bike companies. We're here to help them. We're here to help cyclists. We're here to help the cycling world. We're here to help everybody in age. Yeah, I understand what you're saying because you're seeing the bikes come to you. So you're collecting this data on you know where these failures are happening. I mean, of course, there could be crashes, but you're probably just seeing some general use failures and you could report this back and lend your insight to the safer design of products in the future. Yeah, exactly. And that's uh, the, this data. We collect so many data and then basically, yeah, we open to any bike company who want to talk, you have any questions to just send us an email. And because we've seen lots of that bikes. And as I told you, we, we're not here to criticize any bike and company. We just want to help like in the end of the bike industry. Your NBDA membership helps support Bicycle Retail Radio. Go to nbda.com to join or renew your membership today. We touch on so much and I want to get into how retailers can work with you, but I want to stay on carbon for a minute because as we mentioned, I don't think it's something that there's been a lot of education on. And Charlotte, I think you mentioned that normally if you see a crack in the paint, that's a good indicator that there could be an issue, but for mechanics that are listening or even riders that are listening, how do they know if their carbon bike is damaged? Is it looking for that crack or in the paint or is it like, what are some visual things that would say I should be sending my bike to carbon bike specialists or 
One thing you can do is you can send, there's a page on our website for quotes. You can take photos of the area and we're really quick to respond. So even if you're not totally sure, just send us a couple photos and we can normally tell you whether or not it's correct. Even obviously we'd have to see the bike in person to be hundred percent sure, but we can tell most of the time, but Edu can tell you kind of the best way to see in person. A bike mechanic for everybody who is a mechanic in a shop. And I think it's very important, the visual visual one because they don't have the tools to do a big investigation so they can go through like very visual with a good light check for any hairline in the paint so if you see any hairline or that's the, the first indication also for a mechanic they can like compress just put some pressure by hand because you're gonna feel the carbon soft in that area so I think that's the very basic way to do for someone who don't have like the tools. That's like 70% of the problems you can figure out. You see the bike is there. You can see the problem. You can see where it's broken. You just need to have good eyes and, and just be careful. Just go with a little torch and inspect the frame. We work with bike shops. So we, we talking before I was talking to Charlotte. We are no bike mechanics, so they can charge you for stripping the bike and doing the, their job as a mechanic. But and they send the frame to us, we fix, they send it back. But the main thing is keep like all the cycles safe. That's why we all the time point safety and, mm-hmm. and sustainability. So yes. Just about partner we have like 31 partners at the moment and new partners that are coming in all, all the time bike shop partners and we've educated all the partners that we work with on how to, to figure out whether or not it's a crack and obviously they don't have the equipment to be 100 sure but they can be pretty sure and then it's worth the customer sending us the bike yeah yeah of course and uh, just for clarification for our listeners and i'm wondering as well you don't need to be in a crash to have failure like is what you're saying that cracks and carbon can develop just from use so you don't actually have to have an impact or something occur Yeah, even sometimes dismounting, you just get off of your bike. People sometimes accidentally drop their bike. We've seen cracks happen that way, you know, a lot of different ways. We saw lots of different ways. Also, like uh, the the carbon industries, we have like, they're building so many bikes these days. We have the cycling growing so much and companies, it's been hard to keep up. We have new bike companies, we have bikes from China. Sometimes you get like just a problem, like um, where they use like a pre-peg uh, carbon. They remove the plastic from the pre-peg and then put in a mold. So sometimes we get one bike. I think the person, when they open the bag, they use like a little blade and they cut the carbon. That's what's coming from the factory. So did the bike, they glue the bike. This riding was just ride his bike and his bike broke. So when we fixing the bike we could see was just cut it probably because in the factory they use a blade and they cut the bike company is doing very well but it still like has a little lack it's not like airplane and they check every part so yes bikes can break some especially like old bikes made in old style these days are very good but old bikes sometimes have like air bubbles with resin so as a cyclist i think it's very good we'll finish cycling clean your bike, do a little inspection. And it's just because you, in the end, you're like, you're cycling this bike down you and it's kind of dangerous. So yeah, it's so easy to repair nowadays. It's not this drawn out, difficult process. Like our turnaround time repairs is three days. And if you want 
paint restoration is another three days. So it's a very quick process. It's very cost effective. And yeah, there's no reason why people shouldn't, if you're not sure, send it in just to be safe. Three days. I mean, I know you said earlier that you were faster than other carbon repair companies, but that is impressive. Like, wow. You can't give away all your special sauce here, but like three days, that sounds, is it just because you're really efficient in the way you work? Or, I mean, that's amazing. Three days. Edu developed when we were in London and he developed this process that is just as effective and just as safe. And it is just a lot faster and yeah, maybe you can explain. We can't tell yeah, you. We, 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 don't, we don't cut any corners. I think we are very efficient the way we do. We figure out the best resin hardeners. We figure out the best, as I told you, I'm very curious. I've been testing carbon for a long time and testing the best way. So we figured out like the way to cure the carbon temperature-wise. So when you combine all that skills, you avoid in that long process because... You just follow the rules, but you have all the tools and, and machines to make that happen first. It's the same process that he used when he was head technician in the UK, and you did over 10,000 bikes. With yeah, we, we've been doing yeah. over that, and, and it's, it's working very well. It's so important to be efficient. We try to continue to educate retailers about their service centers and, you know, people don't want to be without their bikes. So we educate retailers to get their processes efficient. The same thing can take some people weeks where if you have efficient processes, you can get it done much faster and people can get back on their bikes and ride. So I'm really thrilled to hear that your turnaround time is that quick because I mean, I think people like that will mean a lot to people to know that they're not going to be off their bike for you know, weeks or months on end. So definitely. And I think with COVID, I know people have been complaining about kind of the backlogs like, oh, my bike broke and now I have to order a new one and I can't get it for six months. And this is just a way faster way to get your bike back. So yeah. All right. So carbon as a material, I remember when I was in the store and, you know, you're working with your customer explaining the features and benefits. Carbon is lightweight and it's stiff. So repairing carbon, does it add weight to the bike? No, basically we got this bike called uh, the Specialized Aetos. It's like, I can't be wrong, but I think 700 grams the bike, something like that. And we want to test him. I did this test to see how much grams going to add after repair. So the repair was the top tube. And then we add one gram more, only one after the repair. Wow. The full restoration. So it is no odd because we don't make the carbon stronger. We don't want more carbon recreate what we take off. We just take off the broken part and we recreate a new one, like the same one. So in the end, it's like, it's not adding nothing more. It's just yeah, recreating. And when you've used the word resin a couple of times, and from my limited knowledge on carbon, that has to do with the sheets of carbon and the quality. So where are you sourcing your carbon from? And I imagine you're using pretty high quality then. Yeah, I think that's the secret, and that's what I will avoid to tell you guys. Okay, <laughs> when I source my carbon resin, I think that's made all the difference by these years. Figure out the best carbon, the best resin, the best people who can send me the very quality material, because that's made all the difference for us. Uh, get this material, get this, this resin, figure out. That's why made us very successful and made us doing things faster. Very efficient. Yeah. 
I remember someone once saying, it's all about the carbon. It's all about the level of carbon. So yeah, don't give away your secret, but <laughs> thank you for clarifying. What about the cost associated? You know, I'm sure there's people who are listening thinking it might be more affordable just to buy a new bike. Just can you speak on, I know probably every repair has a different cost associated with it, but a comparison between repair versus purchase? Yeah. So our repair started about $250. So a lot less than a new bike, than most new bikes, and they go upwards from there. But probably the average one is about 400. It depends obviously where it is and the process that's involved, how complicated it is. So a lot of bikes nowadays, especially the sort of more high-end ones are, you know, $10,000, $15,000, $20,000. So a repair can be like literally a 40th of the cost of replacing the bike. And sometimes repairs happen, you know, right after someone buys a new bike and it's such a, it's a bummer. It's like, oh, I just got this new bike and I can't afford to get a new one. So it's a lot cheaper. Even for the sort of lower cost bikes, it's still very much worth it. Even if, you know, if, if you buy a bike for 3000 very worth it to fix it for $250. As I told you in the beginning, so how about this? You have the bike probably um, you rode in France or you did your best Ironman time and you have this bike fit me very well because you have the bike and we get like you'll be surprised we fix bikes from professional riders because they can get any bikes but they have the bike who they won the stage and they have like oh that's my luck bike so in the end like you everybody has this luck bike the bike they love and you can replace it these days because um, people can replace but fixing is just it's going to be the same same strength and you're going to get your luck bike and it's going to be much more cheap so in the end like and you do something for the world instead put another beautiful bike in the trash you have an, a bike who's going to be the same and we restored i bet you f- if i fix like the chain stays you're gonna nobody can see which side it is fixed i get like customers when they send the bike we repair and do the restoration. And then they look at the bike and they say, oh, that was incredible. But they look in the wrong side because they even cannot figure out which side was broken. It's I imagine they, they get yeah. it back and they're like inspecting it. And they're like, they can't see anything. That's fun. They can't see because people are still expecting it's going to be a lump in the bike. Or it's going to be like, I don't know what they're expecting, but it's kind of fun and people get super... Super happy. And yes, that's make us very happy. Yeah. So you spoke a little bit just about like the technical side of repairing and how it is really a very skilled technical process. And I'm thinking about there's stuff on Amazon, right? These like carbon bike repair kits and stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you're like, don't <laughs> listeners avoid those at all costs, right? Like, <laughs> yes, it is. It is. I saw that happen. I fixed one bike, was a little team, cycling team, tour to England. They don't have many bikes, so the riders sometimes carry these because if the bike breaks, then in the middle of the stage, they fix for the next day. But that's very unsafe. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's in the end, it's your life. Take it to a professional. It's like, that's very risky to try to do by yourself. I think these days people do, and you can do probably if you're an engineer and you know what you're doing. But I will take my bike to a professional. I will not risk that. I will not risk at all. 
Yeah, we're not advocating for that at all. All right. So for the retailers <laughs> listening, they're interested in working with you. You know, what's that process look like? You spoke briefly about the photos that they would send to you and breaking the bike down. But I'm imagining beside the carbon bike repair, there's also potential for retailers to sell paint or customization projects. So for a retailer listening, what would be the steps to get started to work with you? So you can send us an email at contact at carbonbikespecialist.com. Um, and say that you want to be a partner. And it's a pretty simple, straightforward process. We need mechanics to strip bikes for us and to service. It's a whole other world. And, and we like collaborating with other people. So we need shops in the different states that we work in to do this for us. And they charge what they would normally charge. So their earnings could be 150, 200 bucks per bike. It's great for them and it's great for us because we receive just a simple frame. But it's really simple. We just if they email us, We'll chat with them. And if it's a fit, then we basically send them kind of our process and everything. And they just strip for us, send us the frames. And then when we're done repairing it, you know, three days, five days, it's painting. Then we send it back and they reassemble and service it for the customer. And the customer doesn't have to drive a long way or, you know, they just go to the, the local shop for this. It's kind of difficult for the customer sometimes as a cyclist. You work in the bike industry, you know, it's different bikes, different tools to take apart, different size of bottom bracket. A person who's just a cyclist bought his bike on a cycle and the bike break, he don't have these tools and he don't have time for that. So basically what we're doing, we're closing the deals with all the bike shops. If the bike's broken in Virginia or in Florida, they can take the bike to this bike shop. The bike shop charge them, they stripping down the bike, they build up the bike and probably the customer and the service after, and the bike shop sent it to us the frame. In this chain, we we help the customer, facilitate mm-hmm. the customer, help the bike shop because it bring a new customer to him. If they do a great job, this guy's gonna come back to change the chain, is create a new customer, and we help the bike shop and, and the cyclists. So it's a a nice chain then. And so when, yeah, and I'm thinking of like, when you break a bike down and put it back together, I mean, you're going to be looking at potentially new cables, new bar tape. I mean, there's other things that go along with that too. So I think this is fantastic. Like I see, I see Amos from Brumble Bikes and Placid Planet, pretty awesome retailers, right? Yeah. Amazing bike shops and really experienced mechanics. So yeah, we're really lucky to be working with these different people. I'm actually really proud of this. We've been working on the website and this week we're adding a new page where potential customers can go in and put their zip code in and find our closest shop. And it just comes up really quickly. There's a map and you can figure out. So we're trying to have evenly spaced partners and we, we still have room for a lot of partners. So yeah, if you're interested, please let us know because we want to make it as easy as, as possible for customers to just get their bike fixed. Excellent. So for retailers who might send that email or reach out, are you two the team? So they're going to probably be connecting with one of you or just to give people an idea of who they're going to be. Yeah, I do all the admin. So I chat with you personally about, you know, the whole process and what's involved and you'll get me. You go. <laughs> yeah. You're an awesome hand. So that's very cool. So retailers reach out and get on that list so you can get on the, the website, the new dealer locator. Sounds like a, a no brainer to me. I hate to ask this, but like, what's the most difficult repair you've ever done? Or what happens if, have you ever gotten something you can't do? I mean, I don't even know. Sometimes like we just had a bike here is like a specific bike with like a specific hanger done in 2011. So sometimes to figure, to find the old parts, 
to recreate a mode to do the bike parts became very difficult because you don't find the original part available anymore about difficult repairs that's why we ask for pictures and sometimes we even ask the person to send the bike because we need to see how bad is the damage we just fix what's safe we're just working what's safe if we think it's not going to be 100% safe we don't going to fix so but that being said, anything on a top tube, anything to prepare. Yeah, top tube, yeah. tube, chain stay, seat stay, that's all. We can repair all that. Sometimes uh, the repairs go like dropouts. That's a lot of uh, power, a lot of torque and cyclists weight over there. So we need to see how damage is. And I will tell you, we can fix 95% of the frames. We like to see how damage is. Difficult sometimes to do by pictures because we cannot see, we cannot do ultrasound tests and often. So, yes, we can fix almost everything. But as far as the most difficult repair, you had a really interesting one like a year and a half ago. We have a bike coming in a bag. So this guy has a bike and he sent the bikers coming in a bag. So basically was a buzz hit his bike. So broken like all these days. I'm not kidding. Come in a plastic bag, like a shopping bag. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's taking carbon repair to another level. <laughs> Very optimistic guy as well. <laughs> but in the end? Yeah, in the end, we fixed the bike. All the parts was able to fix. It was very hard. And we did the respray for him. He was so happy because he has, like, a new bike. Because I think he's, he don't have any insurance and his warrant expired, something like that. So it was like a Pinarello F10, something like, I think price must be like 10,000 pounds or $10,000. And in the end, he spent like 1,700 with us, but he has a new bike. From a bag to a bike. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the stats on, I don't forget where I found it, somewhere online when I was doing my research on you, but 10,000 bikes and you repaired over 10,000 bikes and never one has come back. Yeah, we don't have any failure about like bikes come back because it's break again or the same place. So yeah, we're very proud about the numbers of keep. As I told you, we we are about saved. If you're hundred percent sure, repairs are gonna be done and the repairs are gonna be is gonna have the warrant and it's gonna be safe. So yes, we are very proud of having no bikes coming back with bikes will repair. He repaired a bike in um, the UK actually for one of his close friends. Who was doing this race? What was the name of the race? Do you remember? Uh, Fred Wheaton is like a very hilly race in England. Anyways, this guy is a bit nuts. He actually ended up right after Edu fixed this bike, he ended up smashing into a wall at how many kilometers an hour? Yeah, it was like uh, four miles. He like crashed his bike and I just fixed his bike. And so we were really nervous. Like, oh, I hope the, you know, it was nothing to do with bike. But in the end, it was like the bike was still intact at the end of this crash. The guy was also mostly okay. <laughs> he broke his arm, unfortunately, but otherwise was okay, which is amazing for crashing into a wall. Yeah, it, it was, but, I think, the biggest test for our repair was yeah. that we, we fixed the bike. This guy, after a week, have a massive crash. I was so happy to see the bike where we fixed was okay, was good. Nothing happened. So, and in the end, his bike was not even broken. He just crashed. But yeah, the car went very well. So, yes, I'm very proud of that yeah 
Oh my God. As we're talking, I feel like I'm getting to know you both even more. And I'm just thinking your hands, like you touch every one of these bikes and you must feel a sense of, yeah, you probably watch that bike and you're like, it's a job you did. Right. And you're, I don't know. That's exciting. Like, it's like every single bike you touch, it's a, it's something that you did and you know that a rider is going to be on it. And there's a weight of responsibility that comes with that. And, and now it's your business. I mean, this is so exciting. Like, congratulations. Like it's, it's a big undertaking. Thank you. Yeah. It's been um, kind of a dream come true. It sounds cheesy, but it has, it's been a long time and the planning process and everything for a bunch of years. And now we're realizing it and it's been really amazing so far. Yeah. Also being over uh, upstate New York and be able to, to do that and work with, I love bikes. We love bikes. So it's been incredible. It's been a great journey for us. And one more question on that. Like, what is one of the coolest bikes you've ever had come in the door? I mean, you talk about like emotional attachment, you know, to these bikes and any really amazing bikes come in that you had an opportunity to work on? Oh, that's a very difficult question. I think beautiful bike. That's a, a Like a vintage bike. one or anything? Yeah, I think I love vintage bikes. It's very, very tricky and because... Sometimes you don't find the colors anymore. Well, every bike is special. I don't know. I love a bike. I think when I get a new bike, bike I never saw before, I get excited. Like, oh, wow. Even if the bike's break, broke, I mean, broken, I just want to see the frame. I want to see how light it is when it came like a, a new Canyon bike. Um, super light. So I want to put in the scale, see the light. Yeah, it's difficult to tell one bike, special one. It's just nice. Some of the love bikes get all these bikes all the time, and it's so nice. Yeah, I'm very happy with all the bikes come. I, I don't have a specific one. <laughs> you can tell how passionate you are. I totally love it. Yeah, so <laughs> listeners, you really need to get connected with Charlotte and, and Carbon Bike Specialist and Eduardo. And like we mentioned earlier, head over to their website. It's contact at carbonbikespecialist.com. That's the email address. And set yourself up as a center for repairs to come in. Then you'll do the stripping and work with the team. And really, it's a fantastic thing to offer to people. What's the future look like? So if we're sitting down, I don't know, next year, three years, five years from now, like what would be success to the two of you? We're planning on hiring two people before the end of the year, which is good news. Things have been going well, but more long-term, I do, and I want to franchise we want to get other people involved there are really still very few repair shops in the u.s there's a couple great ones but there aren't enough so we want to expand and make it more available for people yeah we're planning about to expand and probably we've been thinking about even do some partnerships with like a cycling racing where like imagine if you go to these big races when people crash Cyclists just crash, take his bike and jump in the bike and carry on. Would be great to have a little, almost a little car follow that race when you, this riding can still cycle and we still can expect the bike just for safety. So we basically, we have the plan to expand and then and do franchise, but we still have plans to think about how we can help the cycling industry and help cyclists to be safe. So we've been thinking about, yeah, ha- having tangents and, and bike competitions, you can inspect the bikes after the race. 
So yeah, just keep everyone safe and happy. Yeah, it seems like on the sustainability piece and on the safety piece that you're talking about, that really we need to get the industry advocating for carbon repair. We need to talk more about it. I don't think that that's something that we're doing enough. Like I'm hopeful that with your efforts and, you know, the MBDA efforts, we can get retailers talking about it and let consumers know, like, this is a really viable option. Like when you were at Ironman, like Placid in the expo there that you mentioned, did you feel like people just didn't know that was an option or? They could see the signs and they know, you know, they knew what we were doing, but they're kind of like, oh, what can you repair? They weren't sure what part of the bike they didn't know if it seemed like such a new and and crazy thing to them yeah the question is all like all the same in the end like it's safe did you put more carbon how do that people still like don't know that can be done in a very safe way and we should say as well when you do a repair it's just as safe as the bike was when it came out of the shop undamaged it's the same it's just as safe yeah clear on that yeah it's about educating the cyclists as well to look after the bikes to understand like everybody has this dream of they have i wanted the lightest bike as cyclists love it being light and so just educate them to look at the bikes look around the frames when they clean the bike i think we here we want to help as i told you we want to help the bike companies we can talk to them about future designers, like where the bike's broken more, how they can change. We're here open to that. We're open to new ideas of like we've been thinking about. We went to the Ironman. The idea was like expose us like a new camera repair, but we are doing like free health checks. Mm-hmm. We sat attend with a few health checks. It's not many people stopping. I don't understand that people think... It's just not known, but it will be known. There's more and more coverage and yeah. people are learning that it's possible. And yeah. yeah, because we're offering a great service. You can have your carbon expected and some people stop and that's great for them. We find like some damages and if they want to repair, it's up to them. But in the end, like I think even the cyclists need to, probably the mechanics need to explain and be very just talk to the customer, explain for them, can be fixed. It's not just like, ah, it's just a little hairline. That's fine. Ah, is that, oh, that's fine. No, it's not fine. In the end, like you have a father, a son, someone riding this bike. I think everybody needs to be very conscious about. This is another perfect like moment for me to remind our listeners, the industry at large, like this is a perfect like nbda connects like all of a sudden now we have charlotte and eduardo we have carbon bike specialists and for our listeners you know it's really important that we educate like for my mechanics at my bike shop when we were taking an incoming repair we didn't even write up like annual tune-up until we did an inspection of the bike and made sure that there was no cracks like why are you taking a bike in for repair like a mechanical maintenance if there's a frame issue. So I always had my mechanics start there. So for our listeners, like get connected to carbon bike specialists, find out what this inspection looks like, train your mechanics, you know, your service writers to start with an inspection first. And then if there is an issue, now you have a company you can work with and help the consumer. So I'm so happy you guys are here. I love you guys. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) We're very excited to be doing this finally. And and yeah, open. And we've had some great partners already that have been amazing. We've partnered with VeloShore, 
and Sunday cycle insurance. And we need mechanics. We need our partners. We can't do the stripping ourselves. So we're very excited to be working with some great shops already. And you're so close to me, so I have to come up. And yeah, see come see the shop. <laughs> I know, right? Like, we need to make that happen. We've got the website in the show notes. We've got the contact at Carbon Bike Specialist. Is there any other contact points that you want to share with our listeners? Our number's on the website, and I monitor that, so you'll get me if you call it um, with any questions. But yeah, anytime you need a quote, just send us. There's a quote page on our website. Send us a couple photos and details, and we very quick to get back. We also have a YouTube channel coming out pretty soon on repair. So we're going to show the kind of before and after and as much of the process as we're allowed to show on some really special bikes. So we'll post that as soon as we can. This question is very good because I, I think it's a good time to tell people like the best thing to do when they have any questions, try to get a great picture of the, the place with the damage. Tell us how it happened as well. And then, because if they say that, you know, I was cycling and I hit the back of the car. So I can see the picture. I can figure out a little bit of the experience where he should check as well, because sometimes you, the impact you go in the front. So maybe sometimes you have cracks in the back of your seat post in the bike. So the seat stay. It's good the little, send a little brief of how it happened and send the pictures, because if they just call, Oh, I have my bike. I think it's broken. And then like, okay, uh, can you please send a mail to us? So it's better if they like send a mail with pictures and avoid like the back and forth. Yeah. The back and forth. Yeah. And we can respond really quickly. So we can give you a rough quote very quickly. You know, you don't, won't be waiting for a week to get here from us. So yeah. Well, I am so excited that you are now in my network and I consider you personal friends. And for our listeners, if you have any questions, hit me up or follow the contact that we have shared. Thank you both so much for your time coming on Bicycle Retail Radio. So much great information here. And I mean, I know that you know that I was so excited to bring this forward. I was like, oh my God, we're talking about carbon. I can't wait. I'm so excited. So really appreciate both of you. Thank you. It was so nice to chat. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, everyone. I think I just forgot to tell we're doing with bike coming for inspection. We have like the non-destructive testing. So use all the tools, the best tools. Like we use like all the sonogram and we do visual testing and lots of different everything, non-destructive testing. Yeah. Yeah, we do like ultrasound tests because we have these questions come up. Ultrasound, that's yeah, we have, we have all these questions come. How you guys test the bike? So use ultrasound tests and we, and we have we are very experienced with that. So thank you very much. I just want to like, make sure people understand like we're doing all the tests when the bike coming and it's very safe. Yeah. <laughs> that's a big I come up, I should do like a tour of the building. Not I mean, and maybe I'll give some images and we can share out, you know, what is okay for us to share and give people like a behind the scenes view and we'll share it with our MBDA family and the industry. Cause I think it'd be really great for people. I'm fortunate because I'm so close to you guys that I could come and do it. So we'll just plan it. Amazing. We'll show you around the, the shop painting booth and everything. And yeah, that'd be great. I love it. So for our listeners, thank you for listening. Go ahead, check the show notes, go to the website. You've got your homework for today. I want everyone to reach out to Charlotte and Eduardo, get yourself signed up, learn more. Thank you for listening to Bicycle Retail Radio. This podcast is designed specifically for the bicycle industry. 
If it's your first episode, there are so many episodes. We just surpassed like 200,000 downloads, I think. So go through our our past episodes. I'm sure you're going to find something in there that is relatable and give you a deeper dive into the heart of the bicycle industry. The best way to support the show is subscribe, share your favorite episode, share this episode. We want everyone who's riding a carbon bike to listen to this for the sake of sustainability, for taking care of their bike that they love, for keeping the bike in the family to be passed down to a future generation. Go ahead, share this episode for me. We appreciate your support. Thank you for listening and see you back here soon. This has been Bicycle Retail Radio by the National Bicycle Dealers Association. For more information on membership, and member benefits, join us at nbda.com. Music